You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. Good morning, everyone. Happy New Year. Let's see, uh, Chuck is preaching at the church that he was attending for the sole reason of trying to get a date with son. Back in his days long, long ago. And the pastor there knew why he was there. (laughs) Pastors, we, we know that. We pick up on those kind of things. And he's heard about the radical change that's been in Chuck's life and the transformation that's taken place. And he offered him an opportunity to come and preach at his church today. So Chuck's there preaching. So Lord, we just wanna pray for Chuck today. Would you just release a great blessing to this church? Just as Chuck blesses us with his messages that you give him to share with us, we pray for a unique message to the Korean congregation. Father, that you would touch their hearts in a profound way with the wonderful miracle of your transforming power. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. As 2020 begins, You know, all the prophetic world, has anybody been on Facebook or Twitter or any of those social medias seeing what they're saying about the year 2020? Oh my stars, it's just like, you, you, it's like, the Lord just tossed us a slow pitch. Actually, I think it's T-ball. I think the ball's been put on a T and we're at home plate and we get to whack at it to have a, a, a prophetic understanding of what this year might be. I think it's going to be a year of increased sight. We're going to see more clearly this year than we've ever seen before. Uh, anybody have 2020 vision? Without your glasses? <laughs> With your glasses? Yeah. <clears throat> There's something about 2020 vision that you're seeing things the way they actually are. And you're seeing them at the right size and, and the right distance, the nearness, everything. It's like, okay, that's, that's kind of cool. Well, I was reading Jesus Calling for, for January 1st, and I just thought, man, this is, this is so good. I just got to share this with the congregation. So just kind of open your heart. This little devotional by Sarah Young is strategically uh, expressed as though Jesus is speaking these words to you every day. And this is what uh, Jesus Calling says on January 1st. Come to me with a teachable spirit eager to be changed. A close walk with me is a life of continual newness. Do not cling to old ways as you step into a new year. Instead, seek my face with an open mind, knowing that your journey with me involves being transformed by the renewing of your mind. As you focus your thoughts on me, be aware that I am fully attentive to you. Wow. I see you with a steady eye because my, in, my attention span is infinite. The Lord doesn't suffer from ADD. Mm. I know and understand you completely. My thoughts embrace you in everlasting love. I also know the plans I have for you plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Give yourself fully to this adventure of increasing attentiveness 
to my presence. I just get the shivers when I read that. Let this year be many things for us. I don't really have a a, a declarative uh, statement that defines 2020 for us, but I am praying for increased intimacy with him. I'm praying for a better ability to see into the spirit. I'm praying for a better ability to hear what the Lord is saying from dreams, revelation, vision, from his holy Bible, from the word, how he's speaking through others, how he's even communicating through circumstances. I wanna be able to hear and to see when a door closes, Lord, is that you closing the door? When a door opens, is that you, Lord, opening the door? I want to be able to understand how he communicates more clearly this year. I've been, uh, I've been so aware of the warfare that we're in, the spiritual warfare that uh, every believer is, is part of. You're a part of it even before you become a believer, but you're just not aware of it. And it's just amazing how once we come into the kingdom, how it seems to intensify. And one of the, one of the things that's really important in our, in our walk in, in this warfare is making sure we have the full armor of God on. You know, that we put on our armor and that we, we do that on a regular basis. Some people don't like to take off their armor. They sleep in it, that's fine. I think, I think, I think it fits well enough that you don't have to take it off. But just be aware that there is spiritual protection that the Lord has given to us that we need to appropriate and receive and give thanks for and just put it on. <clears throat> That helps us from those kind of engagements where we might get uh, taken a shot at us that we weren't aware of and might caught us off guard, but we have armor to protect us. I like that. I, I like it when you get one of those heat gloves that the fire can't burn and you can just stand over the fire and cook those hot dogs and hamburgers with one of those gloves and you don't have the singeing. It seems like we always don't have that when we're cooking over on that huge grill of ours and I'm usually losing hair off my forearms after we're done there. But it's really fun that when you have something that protects, you can walk right into and experience that which would harm you if you didn't have it on. You can just go right in and it doesn't, doesn't have any effect on you. And I'm just thanking the Lord for his armor today. The shield of faith, who knows what all it's spared us from. The holy angels that he's sent to, to protect, he's given charge over us with his angels and, and how they protected us. I, I'm, you know, I, I continue to repeat this, sorry, it's gonna sound like a broken record, but I constantly gotta say thank you angels for your faithful service to Father God, to Jesus and to Holy Spirit. All the things that you've been doing, thank you for serving Abraham's children, for serving us as the redeemed. You've been so good. And I thank you again today for your presence here and all that you're doing. All that you wanna release, we just say, release it. But in the midst of this, 
Part of, of getting in the offensive is being able in the morning, as you have the armor on, you become aware that you've, you've got spiritual protection. But one of the key things to really help solidify that is what you believe about yourself. What do you believe is true about you? <clears throat> we've made declarations here corporately. We've made them before the offerings. Now we're making scriptural declarations. We're, we're, we're saying these things because they're in God's word, they're, they're true. Have you ever woken up and just felt like maybe you weren't a son or a daughter of the Most High God? You woke up and you think, boy, I feel terrible. Oh. And you wonder, you know, who's your daddy? You, you don't know, you know who you belong to. And declarations are, are reminders of us. I, I, I heard a declaration. I wrote it down. I'm going to put it on the screen for you. I want you to take a look at it. I'm going to read it. You look at it and, and take a close look at this. And here's, here's the challenge I want to give you for 2020. I want you to write your own personal declaration. I want you to spend time pounding out a declaration of what you believe is true based on God's word about you. What is it that you need to look in the mirror and repeat every day? This isn't a mantra. This isn't some kind of new age kind of thing. This is something that just reminds you of who you are. Sometimes you need that. I've had like three dreams in the last three months all different settings, but they basically had the same theme. Rick, you still don't know who you are. And it's just like, really? Sometimes, I, one dream in particular, I was really perturbed, like, please, I know who I am. Another one, I thought, oh, I don't have a clue who I am. Another one, you've got to be kidding me. That's who I am? And it, it, it's just like, we need to remind ourselves every day who we are. So here's, a, here's just an example, okay? This is an example. If you want to, you can use it until you write your own, <clears throat> but, but take a look at this. And this was a man, so it's going to be son. So ladies, you know, you just put in daughter. It's, it's real easy. Men, we, we're the bride of Christ, so we're good with that. In Jesus' name, I am a son of God. I am seated at God's own right hand in Jesus Christ. I am loved by my Father in heaven. He loves me with an eternal love, and I am a member of God's own household. I am an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I am a legal heir of my Father's kingdom. I am seated in authority in heavenly places in Christ, far above principalities and powers. He has given us his angels. He has given his angels charge over me. I am clean and holy and clothed in his righteousness. The devil has no place in me and no power over me. And even on my worst day, I am still a son of God and my feelings have nothing to do with that. 
So I've been working on mine, <clears throat> still pounding it out, having a blast. I can't get out of Ephesians chapter 1. If you don't know where to start, Ephesians chapter 1 is a good place to go and start pounding out what is going to be your personal decree over your life for 2020 and beyond. Got to add a little buzz light year there. We, we've, we've got to take it on into eternity. Yeah. And so it's, it's like, oh man, just check out Ephesians chapter 1. You can, spend, you can spend months in Ephesians chapter 1. So, so amazing of who we are in Christ. <clears throat> I'm going to go to Ephesians 1, but I've been working on the first 12 verses for my own personal declaration, my own personal decree. <clears throat> but this morning, I, I feel like we need to start at 15, and I'm going to focus especially in on 18, and 9, 18 through 20. Ephesians chapter 1. <clears throat> For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Almost everything that we receive from the Holy Spirit is strategically designed so that we can know Jesus better. And in knowing Jesus better, we know the Father better. The more intimately we know them, the more we'll understand who we are. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Hallelujah. Father, we just pause and we just say, Lord, we thank you for your word that comes to us this morning. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive. May we embrace the truth of the gospel of your holy word. We ask in Jesus' name. Thine Amen. He prays that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened. Listen to how Brian Simmons puts it in the, in the Passion, beginning at verse 18. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination. Whoa. There's a lot that's in the heart. I believe the imagination is in the heart as well. That when the eyes get illuminated, the one scripture says that in his light we see light. When we're walking in our light, who knows what we're going to see? 
But when we're walking in his light, that's when we've come into the realm of his reality. We see things from his perspective. We see them as they truly are. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light. Mm. Until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones. Oh my. <laughs> this is a good prayer, folks. If you're looking for something to be praying, just get right in there with the apostle and start praying this one. Lord, open, open the eyes of my imagination with your light. Let it flood my entire being until I experience the full revelation. 1 Corinthians, he says that, you know, the love chapter, he says that right now we see in part, we see like in a mirror dimly, but then we'll see as we are seen. That communicates the concept that as long as we're seeing from our eyes out, it's gonna be rather dim. But when we appropriate and we ask for him to give us his eyes so that we can see through his eyes, then we see clearly. In our eyes, it's like looking in a mirror dimly. But then when he sees, we will see clearly with his sight. <clears throat> that does something to me. I want to see the way things are. He's wired my temperament and my personality that right is really, really important. Being right is extremely important to me. That's why I wanna see with his eyes. Because I've seen with my eyes, and when I try to be right in my eyes, I create problems. Because my eyes don't see all that is to be seen. But when I see with his eyes, oh, it changes everything. 2020, let's, let's pursue seeing with his eyes, seeing things from his frame of reference, from his reality. That was my introduction. <laughs> Okay, thanks for reinforcing that. That's, <laughs> that's 2020, that's what we want. We want 2020 vision. Amen. That's good. But always good to reemphasize. Amen. Because it's something that oftentimes we don't, we don't really get. To experience the full revelation. Is there something about experience, the full revelation that just grabs your spirit that says, I'm, I'm really tired of partial revelation. I'm tired of having just enough revelation that bothers me, that torments me, rather than blesses me, that builds me or encourages me. Have you ever found that? 
it, it's amazing how, how when we're doing it all from our perspective, we can read the Holy Scriptures by which eternal life is found and we get death. Because it's saying that if I'm, if I'm a believer, I should, and, and we look and we say, I'm not measuring up. And so we walk away from reading the Bible discouraged and defeated because we, we think, I don't get it. Hmm. Full revelation comes when we see through his eyes. When we see through his eyes, we see everything clearly as he sees it. And that's the best way to see it. That's why folks, especially those of you that move with gifts of discernment, I think in the early part of, the, uh, of kind of the spiritual gifts as, as they were becoming known and people were moving in, in discernment, we had a, a, an ability to discern certain things, but we weren't discerning with his eyes. We had received a gift and when you receive the gift of discernment, you have the responsibility to utilize and steward that gift and make sure that you're functioning in that gift from Father's eyes, that, that you are starting to run things that you're discerning back through his heart to find out, what am I supposed to do with this discernment? You may discern somebody's, ooh, they give me the creeps. Ooh. Run your creep meter through the sanctified heart of the Father and find out what the Father wants you to do about what you just picked up on. Because you'll pick it up, but you may not interpret it right. The fact that someone's got something creepy about them doesn't mean that they're of the devil. It may mean that the Lord wants you to reach out and bless them and let them know that they're not creepy. Didn't take discernment to, to know a leper when you came across a leper in Jesus's days. But everybody else, when they realized that there was a leper in their midst, they would withdraw and get away for fear that the leprosy would get on them. But in the kingdom, as Jesus came and released the kingdom, when he came to a leper, he touched the leper. He had no fear of being infected by leprosy. Instead, when he touched the leper, the purity of Christ was transferred and the leper was healed. So many times I think in the church, we're still thinking with Old Testament understanding and not New Testament kingdom revelation. So that when we come around certain kind of things, we get so fearful that somehow it's gonna affect us and we're gonna get contaminated rather than seeing the power of the king manifested in the earth to touch. Now I'm thinking, okay, how did they hear that, Lord? Some of them think that they, they need to go into the infectious diseases 
ward at the hospital and not put on any mask gown and just go in there and you know if the lord tells you to do that and he leads you to do that and stuff like that that might be one thing but that's stupid if you do it without the lord telling you to do it okay that, that's just dumb that's not what i'm saying but the scripture does say you know that there's all sorts of things that this world will try to bring upon us that we have authority and power over and that they will not have an effect upon us. Now, we're not going to start handling snakes here to try to prove how faithful we are. I'm scared of snakes. So am I, Marcus. <laughs> Only, yeah. Don't understand that. When we get to heaven, we'll understand snakes. But right now, snakes are <clears throat> an area that the Holy Spirit needs to work in my heart. <clears throat> But, but the reality is seeing through his eyes is different than seeing through our eyes. And being able to get partial revelation and partial understanding of the gifts and the anointings and the graces that the Holy Spirit has for us. Sometimes we can just get enough of that that we can do the enemy's work for him. And we need to know how to receive all the gifts and the graces and the anointings that the Holy Spirit has for us, especially for this coming year, and know how to function in those through the eyes of the Father. So that we are, we are exercising them, we're releasing them, we are uh, participating and partnering with his redemptive purposes in the earth as he leads and guides. Mm. Well, that was good, Rick. Mm -hmm. until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling what's the hope of his calling mm. the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us his holy ones no doubt. what I keep wanting to get my inheritance from the father and there are scriptures that says, we're his inheritance as sons and daughters. And what he has placed in us is what delights him and what thrills him. And that's why he, he takes your little face, I can only do this with you, and says, you are so adorable. You're so adorable. Because he knows who we are. We're his. We belong to him. We are his inheritance. <laughs> he, he says in the scriptures that we're kind of a display of his glory. We are a display of his glory. The power, the power that the Lord has to take a sinful creature and through the blood and the sacrificial death of his son and the glorious resurrection on the third day, by believing as a human being, believing in the worthiness of Christ and receiving him into our lives, we become out of darkness into light. We go from death to eternal life. We go <laughs> from from being under condemnation to being in a position of now, therefore, there is no 
condemnation because we are in Christ. And it's like, whoa. And so we are the display of his glory for all the angelic realm, all the spirit realm, the whole kingdom of darkness stands in just absolute disgust that God in his love is able to redeem us to the uttermost, complete redemption. That's why the enemy works so hard on us to try to keep our revelation of who we are a partial revelation instead of the full revelation that we're his holy ones. We are his glorious <coughs> inheritance. Mm. I love that. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. This is, this is the thing that I think we need to really hear for 2020 because with partial revelation comes partial power. With full revelation comes full power. And, and the incredible power that raised Jesus from the dead is to be being expressed in us as we live. As we engage in possible circumstances and difficult situations, we are the ones that are to be releasing resurrection power in the earth. Mm. Lord, I pray that we get a revelation, that we get the ability to see this through your eyes. Yes. <clears throat> I believe that this year is gonna be a year of breakthrough. I think there's gonna be so many different breakthroughs. I think there's gonna be breakthroughs emotionally. I think we're gonna get some emotional health this year farther than we've ever known before. I think we're gonna get some physical breakthroughs. I think we're gonna see some real physical breakthroughs towards health. We're gonna have the ability to look at a hot fudge, triple deck, hot fudge Sunday with nuts. Oh my God. And just say no. We'll know that's God if that happens. I mean, that will be God. We, 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 will have a, we will have the ability by his grace, not by, our, not by our dietary program that we're working, but by his grace to say no to the, some of the things that we need to say no to, not because they're bad, but because we just need to say no to them. It's, it's, it's okay. It's okay to say no. It's, it, we're not gonna you know, self-flagellate you know, and just try to say every pleasure, we're not gonna deny ourselves. Don't, don't mishear me but there's gonna be power for breakthrough. Where we haven't been able to do what we've been wanting to do because our will constantly gets deceived and we get a little screwed up in our thinking and our desires and our passions just get a little contorted and all of a sudden we're back where we started. I think this year we're gonna see some real major breakthroughs. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. 
I think we're going to see in the Spirit more clearly than we've ever heard. We're going to hear God's voice clearer than we've ever heard. We're going to be able to recognize when he's speaking through others, when he's speaking through a program, a, a movie, a, a situation that we've gone to. When we hear him speak, we'll be able to recognize his voice in the midst of other voices. Won't that be wonderful? Mm -hmm. I think there's going to be relational breakthroughs. I think there's, there's, there's a love that he wants to put in our hearts that's in his heart to where when we are offended by someone, we don't pretend like we're not offended. Uh, we don't uh, just bypass them. Oh, there's so-and-so. Oh, well, I think the Lord's leading me over here. I think I'll go join this group because they're sitting over there at that table. That stuff that, that you know is intentionally where you're trying to avoid someone because there's an offense that you haven't resolved, this is going to be the year of breakthrough. You're going to be able to work through that and be able to love as the Lord loves. I know saying you'll be able to love as God loves, boy, that sounds pretty ridiculous. but I believe we always have the capacity. I think he always is offering us an invitation to love as he loves. We've got all our reasons and all our justifications, but when we consult with him, Father, how would you want your love to be manifested in this situation? doesn't mean enabling, it doesn't mean giving in, it doesn't mean, it may be being very firm and very straight, but it will be based out of love, not out of fear. It'll be based out of his love, not out of fear of rejection. If I do that, they won't like me anymore. Hmm. The fear factor goes out when the love factor comes in. So I'm looking for power this year. Let, just let it know that I'm going to be pursuing the incredible power that raised Jesus from the dead. I want to do it from the place of love. I want to do it from the place of seeing things the way he sees them. I want to be relational with the Lord and everything to flow out of my personal relationship with him and my love, our love connection. But I think he's looking for a people he can entrust with his power. And I say, why not us? Why not now? We've got plenty of places for power to be manifested. Anybody agree with that? Any place that we need a place for the Lord to release his power? Yeah. Well, this morning as we take communion, I believe he wants to release the power of his blood the power of the resurrected son. When we receive the communion, his body and his blood that was given for us, we oftentimes look to the cross, but today we're looking to the cross and beyond. We're looking to the resurrection. We're looking to the, to the living Lord who has ascended at the right hand of the father who lives to make intercession for us, who's coming back for his bride and he's not coming back for a sick, diseased bride. He's coming back for a whole, healthy, clean, purified bride. 
and it's all because of what he does. I don't know if you've been wrestling with an old habit or an addiction or anything like that and, and you and you've you know you've put you know your foot down and gosh 2020 New Year's resolutions, those kind of things. We try to double up our willpower. I felt like the Lord just says, Would you surrender your willpower this year? And just focus on me. Because as long as you focus on you and you focus on your problem, your eyes are off of me and I can't release what I want to release to you in the moment that you need it most because you're preoccupied with what you're focusing on instead of focusing on me. So this morning, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you give us just a, a, an environment to focus upon you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and that you would, as we receive the body and blood of Jesus, and as we celebrate uh, this holy event, I pray that you would release power. I pray, Father, that as we receive the elements today, that our hearts would be purified, that our minds would be cleansed, that our memories would be washed, that you would release a grace to choose to not remember anymore. And Father, that we, uh, it's not as though we can't remember, but we choose not to. I pray, Father, that you would release uh, just the ability to be at peace with you and with ourselves to receive the fullness of your love so beautifully demonstrated on the cross. And so we come to receive your body. We come for breakthrough. I say let healings take place. Let deliverances be manifested to the glory and praise. May the things that have bothered us and that controlled us and that had held, that's held us in bondage, may the chains be released today as we receive the precious body of Jesus. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.